Mum calls down the passage. Your food's getting cold. Okay, okay. I drag on my school shirt and shorts and wander out to the kitchen. Mum's cooked eggs, bacon and tomatoes, my favourite. I guzzle half a litre of juice and get stuck into the food. Oh, you eat like a pig, says Sarah. Sarah's my older sister. She's neat, clean, tidy, loves school, hates surfing. You could say she's the exact opposite to me. Dad's on night shift this week and it's a 40-minute drive back here, but he'll be home just as I'm leaving. He can get some Z's, then hit the surf. Lucky him. Unlucky me. Mum works part-time at the milk bar and she doesn't start till ten. She could get in some fantastic early morning breaks, but she hates surfing. Neither Mum nor Sarah could understand why Dad and I love our surfing more than practically anything in the world. Because we live down the coast, Sarah and I have to get a bus to school. But even though we have to travel every day, I'd rather live on the coast than anywhere else on this planet. Well, maybe Hawaii. And then I could surf the pipeline. The surf's supposed to be awesome. Hurry up, Papa, you'll miss the bus, says Mum. What a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Chapter 2 I'm standing at the bus stop. Sarah's raving on to her friend. She's got millions. Me? I've got Mikey and Flash. That's it. I go to an old boys' school. Unless you're a legend on the footy oval or a cool cricketer, you might as well be dead. Mikey and Flash love surfing like me. They hate school like me. There's these groups at my school. So if you're a computer nerd, you can hang with other computer nerds. They've even got a nerd club at our school and everyone just calls them the nerds. If you're a bookworm... You can be a library lizard and hang in the library. In fact, a lot of guys, especially the ones who hate sport, like to hang round in the library. They're called the lizards. There's this group who cruise round looking tough and beating up the younger kids. They smoke on the oval big time. Flash said they carry spray cans so they can do a bit of tagging if they get a chance. The railway yard's their favourite place. Basically, they're standover merchants. It gives them something to do with their day. That's the thugs. Then there's the tryhards. They sort of slope round, trying hard to blend into the brickwork when the thugs cruise past. <laughs> they also follow the teachers on duty and volunteer to help with chores and stuff. Some of the tryhards are brainy and others try hard to be brainy. Of course, if you're good at sport, you're really rolling along nicely, especially if you're a real sports jock and you're good at athletics and footy. So they're the jocks. If you're brilliant at ping-pong, that doesn't count at all. Then there's the leftovers. The leftovers are boys who might have a couple of mates like me or no mates like Bartholomew, who never talks to anyone. I don't know whether all boys' schools are like this or not. I've only ever been to one. Pup's not a good name to be stuck with either. It's a cool name if you're a surfer, but not a good school name. Bartholomew, who comes from Lancashire in England and sounds like a junior jagger when he talks, says it so it comes out poop. Of course, the thugs are right onto it. So they call me poop as well. The nerds call me pus. The jocks don't know I exist. It's a mongrel geek at school. The bus stops are pretty mongrel geek too. There's about four or five girls who catch the bus with Sarah. They go to the all-girls school, which is maybe why they act a bit dateless and desperate. Hey, Pop, giggles this dipstick of a girl called Sally. Wag your tail for me. It's an old joke. I ignore her. Come, Pop, she goes. Show us some tricks. 
Yeah, bite my bum. This other dropsical called Emma bends over in front of me and wiggles her backside. I think girls are the weirdest, man. What's with this lot? I muttered to Sarah as the others collapse into a giggle fest. When are they going to grow up? Sally's in love with you? Oh, whatever, I shrug. I can see the bus coming, slow as a turtle with four broken legs. Can't it hurry up? Want to go out with me? Sally's gazing at me with eyes like a set of headlights on a high beam. Suddenly, I get a horrible feeling that she mightn't be joking. Maybe she's for real. No. Rejection, she screams. How can I live? She clutches at her heart and staggers backwards. What a loser. But at least she's not for real. They're all older than me, so I know they're just taking the mick and having girl thing fun, but it wears me out. Every day I cop heaps, only today's probably worse than usual. The bus rolls to a stop. There's kids sitting on the seats looking rigidly ahead. The girls get on the bus. Can't pop. Sally's leaning back, beckoning, the tip of her blue-varnished fingernail curving into a come-on. I turn my head. Across the sand dunes, I can see the waves beckoning me with pearly white fingertips. Man, there's no comparison. No pretense with waves. I walk away from the bus. Hey, Pop, where do you think you're going? Yells Sarah out the window. All the kids turn and stare. They look like obedient robots. No, I can't be one of them. I just can't. Pop, where are you going? Surfing! Chapter 3 I'm walking along the road towards home. I feel as if a great weight's lifted from my shoulders. Like, what can Mum and Dad do to me? Drag me in chains to school? Put me in a youth detention centre? Lock me in my room? I mean, really? Think about it. What can my parents, teachers and the law do to make me stay at school? They can't force me. They can take away my pocket money, but that's OK. I don't need money if I've got feet for walking and a board for surfing and waves to surf on. Oops. They can ground me from surfing. That would be the world's worst punishment. But if they do that, I'm out of there. I walk along thinking about forcing people to do things they don't want to do. It's like a little kid... You can shove the spoonful of food into its mouth, and if it doesn't want to eat, it just spits it straight out again. You can't make it eat, unless you force-feed it. Well, you'll have to force-feed me to eat school. Suddenly, this station wagon glides up alongside me. Stranger danger? Oh, gee whiz. I'm scared. Not. <laughs> but then, suddenly... I am super scared because it's Dad. What's going on? He says through the open window. Shouldn't you be on that bus? He jerks his finger down the road where the bumbling end of the bus is disappearing into the early morning mist. I I'm not going. Dad looks at me. You're not going to school? I hate it. I just can't stand it. My voice breaks and I cough to hide it. Dad looks at me. He doesn't say a word, just keeps on staring at me. It's kind of scary. I shift my weight onto my left foot and heave my rucksack higher onto my shoulders. 
I know something's really wrong, and it's not just me jigging school. Jump in, son, Dad says. We need to talk. So I get in beside him. I'm half expecting him to chuck a torrid U-bolt and fang it up the highway after the bus. But he just sits there with the engine idling and staring straight ahead. I frown. Something is very wrong. That is, apart from me not being on the school bus. The plan's closing for six weeks, says Dad. Our section, we've made too many parts or something, so they don't need more right now. We've all been given four weeks paid holiday and two weeks unpaid holiday. Could they do that? Sure. If there's no work, they can. That's not fair, I burst out. Dad shrugs. Depends how you look at it. I hate that job. I blink. I thought Dad loved working in the tool room making bits and pieces for cars. He looks at me. So you hate school? Yeah, right now I really do. OK, says Dad, putting the car into drive. Let's cut and go surfing. Great! I go beaming happily. The surf report said the surf's excellent at bells and... No, says Dad. I mean, let's really cut out. I mean, really go surfing. I think he's losing the plot. Getting put off work for six weeks has frazzled his brain. OK. I mean, says Dad, grinning at me like a performing bear that's been let off its chain, let's go surf Australia. Chapter 4 You can't pull Pup out of school to go off on some crazy surfing jaunt says Mum. His education's vital. We're home, sitting around the kitchen table, and Mum's really crap.